This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome along. It's betting weekly game bet match. It's the final time this week where myself and our senior handicapper, Sean Calver, look ahead to tomorrow's action in the world of tennis. Uh, I'm over here in Dubai. I've been at the tennis in the Dubai Duty Free Championship all day today. Just back back to the hotel. I'm delighted to say joining me to look ahead to tomorrow's action. Only one tournament to talk about is in San Diego in Chile. And it's certainly not chilly here where I am, but it's going to be a bit chilly where my friend Sean Calvert is over in London. Good afternoon to you, Sean. Good afternoon. You had a good day? I have had a good day. Long day. Long day. I've had a long day. I uh, Yeah, I went and watched a f- couple of sets of... Uh, first set of Talon Griegsborough against... Um, uh, Bublik. I was impressed with Bublik, by the way. He suddenly found clever. some sort of bizarre resilience that he's never, ever even suggested that he's had so yeah. far. I don't know what's going on there. He faced set points in the set number one, smashed the racket, got code violation, and then come back and uh, played really, really well. I, and there's, and also, I think we've underestimated a lot of things here. I mean, there, there's two nations that are really, really heavily supported. One is the Brits. Obviously, a lot of Brits out here. It was obviously supporting Andy Murray which we'll come on to in a minute, but there's an awful mm. lot of Russians or, or, or Kazakhstanis. There's a lot of Russian support for the Russian players. So um, that's another factor as well that probably we didn't really highlight in the show earlier. But uh, he had a big support on the court number one, which is definitely faster than the centre court. It's and he hard to tell really well. from the TV. You can't you can't really get much noise coming from the crowd. Isn't some, some, one of the players, I can't remember who it was, they said they wished the, wish, they wished the crowd got into it more. I can't remember who it was, but... It's not from the TV. You can't really hear much support going on. It's not busy at all. I mean, honestly, you, you can have rows of seats to choose from. Oh, in the, like the Murray match today is really good, and in the other court, you could go wherever you want. Um, the practice course is nobody here, but uh, they, to, I was here. This I was here on quarterfinal day last year, and it was it was really busy because obviously it's all four matches on the centre court. They start at two o'clock in the afternoon and go all three through the evening. So I think as the tournament goes on, it gets busier. And I was chatting to a, a local guy who is a Brit actually who lives out here, and he reckons that people come here after work. So people go to work, then they come here in the evening. So the evening session tonight should be busy in the afternoon session. But I think a lot of people just socialise around the the, the Irish area. Have a few drinks. Yeah, it's, it's that sort of, of sport, stuff. isn't it? The tennis, you know, with a lot of places, it is. It is a kind of a social event. A lot of people don't don't really know that much about tennis that go to the tournament. Some do, obviously, but a lot don't. And for a lot, it's like a it's like the social event of the year or of, of the month of of the season, whatever. It's you know that that's that's how it is with a lot of these tournaments. Like me going there, know nothing about tennis. Go for the social. We'll do Stella on tap. Can't beat that. Cool, ice cold Stella, fantastic for that as well. It's in the sunshine, it's not, it's not, it's not to be sniffed at, is it? It was worth the entrance fee alone just for the Stella. Uh, obviously, um, tomorrow we, I said at the front of the show there that we've had there's three tournaments going on long this week. One over in Acapulco, one here in Dubai, and one in Santiago. At the time of recording here, I um, mean it's eight o'clock in the evening over in Dubai, four o'clock in London, which is eleven o'clock Eastern time over in the States. We only know four matches, so we can only concentrate on the tournament uh, till tomorrow in Santiago over in Chile. And that is where all our attention for the show today, the final show of the week, will be 
over in Santiago. Uh, head out, check to the Bet Rivers website tomorrow morning. You'll see the quarterfinal prices in Dubai and the matches over in Acapulco as well, and as well as the future markets. But at this current time of recording, the only four matches we can speak about are the second round matches over in Santiago on the clay event there, which is the weakest one of the week. It's the 250 event over in Chile. Okay, listen, without further ado, let's go into some bets. Let's go into some analysis. Let's have a look at the best bets, all the stats that matter. That's what you come here for. That's what we, uh, we, we you want to hear. You don't want to hear about the travels. You don't want to hear about the T-shirts. T-shirts are going yeah, well. They do. Did you wear one today? I didn't wear one today, no. Okay. I only packed two. I packed oh. um, hedges for gardeners, which I will wear if Furcash gets to the final. And the Hopefully other one... you will. Hopefully, and the other one I packed was um, what was the other one I packed? Oh, Calvert me, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Calvert and Santiago. I packed. I was going to put the Hercash one in, but I thought we might get in trouble if I went up to him with it. He might not like it. So I, I doubt he'd notice, to be honest. But yeah, I suppose I could see that point no, of view. I, yeah. I thought, I'll, I'll leave it alone. So they're the only two I brought. But um, you know, when they went through my bags today, customs coming out, he checked all my computers, checked the microphone, checked the lighting. They all. Wanted to look at the t-shirts. That's what that's, they, that's what talk, it's the talk they, of it's the talk of Dubai. They checked all your stuff in your hotel room. No, in the through passports. Oh, through customs. Through I thought security. you meant today. Yeah. I thought they thought no, somebody no, no, randomly no. turned up today to come. And but sort it's, of it's the word in the street here. You know, Is if, it? You down, if you go down Jumeirah Beach, if you go down to Burj Khalifa, everyone's talking about these t-shirts. I think People you might be exaggerating up, by everyone. Let everybody, everybody. <laughs> it's not. It's not. No, it's not everyone. It's the who's who of Dubai. Oh, the you know, select few. The select few. They all want. They all want it. And it's modelled very greatly by a few of our Instagram followers as well. One of our yeah. Instagram followers who uh, who won a t-shirt, put a lovely little Instagram he's out in the garden with his hedging for gardeners. Proudly sporting is his best buy of the year. Clearly, but it's free. It was, it was a freebie. It was a free, not all right, then best buy. best, best gift of the year. Best best gift of the year. Of the year. Okay. Um, Where are we? The, Santiago. Post was, the, the post was good for him. He got it, no problem. Well, he got it, no problem whatsoever. Yeah, I, needless to say, I'm still waiting for mine. God knows what's happened to that. It could be absolutely anywhere in the, the British Royal Mail Postal System. Who knows? Oh, nothing can go wrong with the British Royal Mail Postal System. It's the most trustworthy organisation in the world, isn't it, Sean? Surely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Google it and you'll uh, Google it if you're not in Britain. Google Royal Mail and see what you come up with. Yeah, uh, let's move on to uh, Santiago. As we said there, the first match we're going to talk about is Sebastian Bays up against Morales. Um, is it right? Okay. Is it? I was all right. It can be. Yeah, let's do that one. If well, you want. It, was, it was the graphic that came through to me on that order, so I'm going to go with that order. Okay. So Sebastian Bays up against Morales. Sebastian Bays is minus three sixty with Bet Rivers. Morales is plus two seventy five. The spread here is four and a half. Morales uh, giving uh, receiving four and a half minus one eighteen. Sebastian Bays minus one oh eight. Uh, minus four and a half. The total twenty and a half. Sebastian Bays obviously is in great form. One in Rio. Last week, uh, in great clay court form, nine and two on the year. Virilis is not in great form. The Peruvian only one and four, uh, one and three on the year. But Sebastian Bays, we talk about exhaustion, talk about uh, tiredness. Um, he went through the mill to win that tournament last week in Rio, and uh, he could be a little bit shaky here. Minus three sixty, heavy favourite. Uh, are we getting with the favourite, or is he a fade for you, Sean? Yeah, these these four matches are probably not not the four that I would have picked out if I'd have been given a full sheet of about sixteen. That's for sure. I mean, Virilas has had a shocking time of it in the last six or seven months with his win over Comisana yesterday. That was his first main level success since October when he randomly had a good week at a tournament I was at in, in Antwerp. As you said, it could be a good time to be playing Bears um, after Bears won the biggest title of his career in Rio. But Bears have been given a Thursday start and that tends to, that tends to suggest he'll have enough time to acclimatise to the conditions. He's a former 
finalist and semi-finalist here the last two years. So it's a tournament he has gone well at, uh, in the past, Bayez. The head-to-head -head isn't encouraging at all for um, Virilas. Bayez won seven of their nine, uh, including the one here in Bayez's opening match in 2022. So the head-to-head -head stats, 107 to 93 in terms of service points won and return points won over the, the meetings that they've had. Um, Bayez won 11% more second serve points and won 45% of return points. So other than, other than the fact that it might be fatigue, there's not a lot to, to really get me into Virilas here. The opening sets have been close, though. All of the last five have gone to 10 or 12 games. So given that it's Bayez's opening match and Virilas has already had one, um, over nine and a half games. A slight plus money with Bet Rivers could be the value there, plus 104. Just I'm going to ask you before we go on to the next game, talking about uh, obviously this is a clay court event. How do you handicap uh, totals on clay court events compared to obviously hard? It's obviously the slowest court of the uh, on the calendars. The clay court events are always sort of lesser games than the others. And there's also like a, a jack in factor, like a fold factor with South American players, isn't there? So if they go a couple of breaks down, there's not many of them really have to fight and the, and the desire. To, to go back and fight a little bit. Hard, it's hot so as well. It's, it's yeah. It? It's thirty-two degrees. I probably should have mentioned that. It's thirty-two degrees. So yeah, it is. I, I'm always, I'm always not that keen to go with plus games, plus three and a half, plus four and a half, because they can drop a set six-one, six-two, as you've sort of alluded to there, um, on the clay. It, it's. I would prefer handicapping plus games on a quicker surface, where you know that there aren't going to be that many breaks of serve on a, on a sort of slowish clay court. I know this is altitude, but you expect more breaks to serve um, and, you know, players can go on runs and players can sort of drop sets easily. And, you know, before you know it, you've got a six one on your hands and, you know, the handicap's gone within the first set. So I'm never that keen to go on plus plus games on, on the clay, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, always check out the obviously services and clay court matches are always a little bit lower in the totals and obviously get bigger, higher price, but a lower line, you know, nine and a half is a sort of a, a consistent price in set one, ten and a half on the hard court. So, we're going for a lean. Is it, is it, that's good. That will be a lean. When it's short, it's not going to be an official pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I, these are hard. These are really, really hard. Um, I, I expect Bayez will win that match. I expect he'll potentially win it with something to spare. But looking at the patterns of how their, their opening sets have gone, I, that, that's what led me to the sort of set one overs. It is altitude conditions as well, slightly quicker. And the fact that Bayez hasn't played a match, Virilas has played a match, it might, it might be close to start with. Um, that's why I've gone for the sort of set one overs lean, but I'm not sure I can see Virilas winning. It's just a lean, really. Yeah, just a lean there on the totals. Um, Bears, if he shows his form and he can recover from that win last week, the biggest win of his career against Rio, in Rio, sorry, he should be able to cover the spread here pretty easily, four and a half against Varela, who's in terrible, terrible form. Uh, the next match we're going to talk about here in Santiago is an interesting one for me. I was actually quite surprised when I saw the odds on this. I really was. It's Tarderi up against Serendulu. Um Two, uh, just the one Marino, what's it? One, what's this? One Marino, is it? One Juan Maria? Manuel Serendolo. Manuel Manuel Serendolo. Yeah. Um, Tarderi here, he, he comes through a, a bit of a battle yesterday. Uh, a bit. And he must be, yeah, what well, I was going <laughs> to say, he must be absolutely, absolutely sh sh shocked. I mean, I'm losing a little bit of time because I wake up in the morning and, and the matches because of the time difference. It's a bit of a yeah. blur. I'm following what's going on over here and I was checking on the other tournaments. It's, it's a little not bit of easy. A it's not easy when you're at a tournament. There's two other tournaments going on and they're all in different time zones. It's yeah. it, it's very difficult to keep up with what's happening. It is a little bit. But I saw the result come through and obviously Serendulu, uh, sorry, Darderi come through an epic match. 6-7-7-6-7-6. Uh, seven, 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 he won the first set. Uh, again, who was he, who was he playing yeah, against? I can't remember. I have Bagnus. Bagnus. This is how my yeah. look's going at the minute. Lost in a 7-6-6-7-7-6. Six, six, seven, seven, six. 
Yeah, not, and he, um, I think Bagley's got a bit of an injury after the set one. I think it was there was there was I read on Twitter that he had a, a hamstring problem. So uh Tardelli come through against an injured opponent, but only edged it, and he's now minus two fifteen against Serendulu, who's plus one seventy. Now Serendulu played uh Tardelli in Rio, didn't he? Like Last week, I won 6-2, yep. 6-2, and yet he's plus 170 to win this match. Seems a big price to me. Uh, the spread here is 3.5, plus 107 for Tarderi, minus 137 for Serendulu. And the total is a rather high 22.5 when you consider uh, the epic battle that Tarderi's come through with under minus 122 and over minus 105. Uh, I, I like this Serendulu price here at plus 170. I'm loving the handicap. I'm loving the... Uh, the, the totals here and the head head is two two, but the fact that he played him last week in Rio and won six two six two and you can get plus one seventy, that has definitely caught my attention. Yeah, he was tired. I think that's the six two six two. He was he was very, very tired indeed, Dardere. Just He's gonna be caught. tired here, isn't he, surely? He is. I mean, I've been down so many blind alleys with this one. I must have spent about half an hour at least trying to just figure out what's going on here. Because every time I go down one avenue, I get blocked off with it and then I have to go to somewhere else. It's 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 not it's not a pleasant one. This I think this is the toughest one of the four. Um, as you said, well, both of them played tough tough three set matches on Tuesday in thirty two degree heat, so they'd have been glad of the day off today. Again, you're questioning who's going to come out of the match the fitter. Um, they both had really long matches. Um, the the problem that Serendolo has had is he's struggled at main level since winning Cordoba um, at slight altitude in twenty twenty one. Since he won that tournament, he's gone twelve and thirty five win loss at main level. So he hasn't been able to back up that break breakthrough win uh, since. Now he's facing the current Cordoba champion who also won the title as a qualifier. So there's a lot of parallels between these two. The, the four meetings that they've had all incidentally are finishing under 22 and a half games. So that, that could be a, a possibility. If one of them is a lot more fatigued than the other one, then the unders has got a, a pretty good chance of, of cashing there, you would have thought. The head-to-head, as you said, is 2-2. Um, you know, that, that win... It did come less than a week, the win for, for Serendelo Obedardo, less than a week after the Cordoba title, where he played seven matches to win that title. Then he went to Buenos Aires. So I think there's a lot of fatigue in that that win for Serendolo. Um, but Serendolo does have the edge on the head-to-head in terms of the service points, one of return points, one total, 107 to 93. So every time I started edging towards one player, I, I looked at some other stats and it, it had me going the other way. Um for example, Darderi's got a good record against left-handers, won 10 of his last 12. Um, and his last match was obviously against a left-hander as well, which is Bagnis. Uh, having played three hours against a, a lefty, he'll be well-prepared in the sort of patterns of play. I think ultimately, after everything I've, I've said and everything I've looked at here, it's going to come down to fitness. Uh, it, it's who's who's the fittest on the day. But I certainly couldn't back Darderi. I'm in agreement with you in the sense that I couldn't back Darderi at these odds after another marathon that he's had. On Tuesday, I've, I've just written here tentative lean to Serendolo. I think that's that's as far as I'm prepared to go in this one. This is quite nasty. I've got a little bit more of a tentative lean. I've got a lean from all Serendolo at plus one seventy. I think Tarderi. I mean, I, I did. I, I was I was scouring through social media when I wake up every morning to see what I've missed, and it did appear that uh, Bagnis had a hamstring problem in set one, and he couldn't put him away uh, with ease. So that that Serendulu price at plus one seventeen. I love the fact that he played him last week. I, I know I, even though he's he was injured or even though he was a bit tired or exhausted, I, I still think a six two six two scoreline is a statement scoreline. I think plus one seventy to 
the following week is is something that we should we should, you know, I, I will probably bet Sarah and do at plus one seventy. Okay, let's move on to Moonart against Ramos Vinolis. Ramos Vinolis is older than me and you, and he he's been around for years. Uh, yeah, Moonart is minus, yeah, minus two fifty. Ramos Vinolis plus one ninety five. The spread three and a half. Uh, Moonart giving up three and a half minus one ten. Uh, Ramos Vinolis minus one fifteen. The total a very high twenty two and a half with over plus one oh four. They've met seven times before five two for Ramos um, and the head to head. But a lot of those wins were a long time ago here. Um, plus 195. Can Ramos roll back the years? He might. I mean, of all these four, um, this is the one that I'm kind of most tempted with, with, with the underdog here. Um, it, this is just about whether you think Ramos is still able to do it or not, ultimately. Um, if he can find his old form, then he could be a, a hint of value here in this uh, in this matchup. He's always gone well here, Ramos. He tends to go well on, at the clay events at altitude. His service points, one return points, one total at this event is 104. That's better than Munar's 103, slightly. Uh, the head-to-head -head is is very, very much in favour of Ramos. Service points, one return points, one total, 107 uh, to 93 in, in favour of, of Albert Ramos. Who's won, Ramos has won 43% of return points. Um, in this matchup, and obviously he's won five times out of six. Munar's only win, incidentally, came in very, very slow, heavy conditions in Umag, in a match that was played just three days after Ramos had played the Gestard final at altitude. And even taking that into account, it was close. I think Ramos was a break-up in the final set a couple of times, but sort of ran out of gas in the end. The problem is Ramos has, has looked recently like the years are finally catching up with him. But I, I suspect he'll fancy this at altitude in the conditions that he likes against an opponent that he's beaten many times. Yeah, Munar doesn't have that much in his game to, to really hurt Ramos. If Ramos still has that um, energy in his legs and in his arms to, to keep doing what he does so well, which is just kind of not really missing much, putting a lot of pressure on the backhand, the patterns of plays. He's, he's a real expert on a clay court, particularly at altitude, but can he still do it? That's, that's the one and, and only question. Um, about this match. I mean, this is by far the biggest price that Ramos has, has ever been against Munar. So I would certainly be leaning towards Ramos. The thing that's putting me off is the fact that it's going to be 32 degrees again. I just wonder whether he's got the stamina to to win another grind against Munar in, in 32 degrees. I don't know. If if, if you feel like he, he does still have it, then I think this is a, a pretty good price. Um, it's just a question of whether you think Ramos has still got it, whether he's he's got that energy left or not. Can he do it on a hot Thursday night in Santiago? That's the question we need to find a out about years Ramos. Ago he could. I don't yeah, know whether I mean, he's. I don't know whether he can this time. I'd, if if you think that he can, I mean, he played pretty well against against Delien, um yesterday. You know, if if he does still have it, then that's a pretty good price for Bet Rivers. Yeah, head across to the Bet Rivers website, 29 different markets on that match and all the other matches. Uh, the order of play isn't known yet, so we'll see the timings on there. But it'll be you'll be able to uh, watch live and bet live on Bet Rivers. You might want to play that one in running. Looks like a nice in-running player if Ramos starts well, or even if he takes the first set, maybe take him at a at a nice price. And uh, maybe if you can if you bet live on Bet Rivers, you'll be able to watch live as well. Uh, the final match tomorrow in Santiago uh, is an all Chilean affair. Tabilo against Vera. Beres, uh, minus 245 for Tabilo, plus 190 for Vera Mirez. Um, Tabilo 
was sensational at the Australian Open. Brilliant, brilliant form. It was the surprise package of the tournament, reaching the quarterfinals. It quarterfinals last sixteen. Well, he, he went. He won Auckland, didn't he? I think he. I think he bombed out in the first round of the Australian Open. He, he won I, Auckland. I, yeah, he before. won in his, his yeah. tournament coming into the and the hardcore was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but his, where you would expect him to do well would be on the clay. And his clay court form has been pretty woeful. And he's up against an opponent, a fellow countryman who's not in great form. Tamilo's 1-2 on the clay this year. Vera Biras is 2-4. Like I say, minor 245 for Tibilo, plus 192 for Vera. Uh, the handicap is 3.5, plus 102 uh, for Tibilo, minus 3.5, minus 129 uh, for his opponent. And the total is 22.5, minus 107. The head-to-head here, though, has made me perk up because... Vera mm. Biraz, the outsider at plus one ninety, leads four nil in the head to heads, and all of them have been rather comfortable, including a win in a challenger last time out and in Rio this time last year, six four six four. Yeah, very good head to head, perfect in fact um, for Barrios. Very, I mean, these two know each other extremely well. They're doubles partners this week. They've played doubles together numerous times. Uh, it's been quite a nice introduction to to the tournament actually for Barrios Ferrer. He's already played one Chilean that he knows very well in in Christian Garin in the first round, and he won that. But Garin was poor again, and he he, he talked after the match actually Garin about how he's still suffering with pretty much every injury you could possibly have. He listed about five or six different body parts that he's still um, struggling with, and he's he's just nowhere near the the Christian Garin that we've seen in years gone by. So. I wouldn't put too much stock in that that particular win against a, a poor Garin. The head-to-head, as you said, it's it's got to be relevant. He's won for all four. Um, the last one was less than a year ago in the final of the Florianopolis Challenge. That's at sea level, um, not at, at altitude. But if you take the stats of those four meetings, it, it's very heavily um, leaning to Barrios Ferrer, 108 to 92 in terms of the service points won and return points won totals. Barrios Ferrer's won 13% more second serve points in the matchup and he's won a very big 46% of return points. So Tabolo's lefty serve and, and lefty patterns of play have given him no real problems, which is slightly surprising because Barrios Ferrer doesn't have a particularly fabulous record against lefties. He just, he must obviously enjoy playing Tabolo. I think it's perhaps because they know each other so well, he knows roughly what, what's going to come at him and when. Um, and his backhand has stood up to the, to the left-handed forehand really, really well. The other advantage he's got, obviously, is that he's had a match already, uh, as we said, to to attune to the conditions. Tabolo's not played uh, for, well, at least a week now, hasn't he? Last time he played was against Saboth Wild, which was in Rio, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so advantage to, to Barrios Vera in terms of acclimatisation to the to the conditions. The, the problem with Barrios Vera is he's, he's struggled at main level. He was easily beaten by Cam Norrie, I think it was, um, last week in, in Rio. He, beat him easily Norrie and his his whole career at main level 6-11 win loss and a service points one and return points one total of 94 which is not not inspiring but the fact that he knows Tabolo so well very familiar with the patterns of play he has that advantage of already having a match here set one to Barrios Vera is is my lean here that's around about six to four uh, plus plus 150 with Bet Rivers I think yeah very nice price I I'm not a massive Fan of head to heads, and we've spoken many times on this show about the you know overlooking at head to heads. But when someone's winning four nil and in such a commanding fashion to get plus one ninety, them obviously and you know they they've obviously players that have grown up together, they know each other's game, and like mm. you say, doubles partners as well. The fact that he's been there four times, they've practiced, they know everything about him. It gives him a psychological edge here, and I think it getting does, yeah. with uh, 
Farios Vera at some capacity is definitely the call here. So I like that plus 190 to win on the money line. I like the plus three and a half, and I, and I do like that plus 150 on uh, Barrios Vera to win the first set. So no official hicks from Sean, uh, just all leans. You'll um, probably be pleased about that after the one I put up yesterday just got beat 6-1-6 love. Cord has done me twice this week. He's, he absolutely thrashed Kotov, and now he's absolutely um, thrashed Botic as well. Six one six love. Well, he but... was he he was. I don't know if you've seen the Instagram account. If you haven't seen our Instagram account at because we win, uh, make sure you follow that. Uh, I actually I, I got a selfie today with um, Sebastian Cord, and I give him a few tips on what he was doing wrong, Sean. And, was that uh, what I it think, was? Okay. Yeah, I, I told there was him, money for I, Botic. He started two point about about two point six from. I, I, I don't think they the market took into account that he spent five minutes listening to, to my advice. I think that's you know that's that's it's all out that's there on probably, the Instagram that's account. That's probably why Corder went out a bit in the betting. He saw him talking to you and they thought, oh, "What's going on here?" Well, you know, I, when he I have a look at his post match interview, I think he might mention me. In it. I, I, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But anyway, I don't think I can. I, I don't think I can stand to look at Sebastian Corder. He's cost me a. That's no insignificant amount in the last sort of 12 months or so. That's, that's what I said sure. to him. I said to him, you've cost us more money than any other player. And he, and he took a selfie, a big smile. I give him a thumbs up. But, uh, Did he offer to hand any of the money back or not? No. No, no. He said uh, he, he, said he <laughs> didn't buy a T-shirt at least. Did he at least buy a T-shirt? Well, we're gonna, I've got, it's going to be a new quarter T-shirt coming out. The, the, the quarter range will be coming out when I get back over I'm to not, the I'm UK. definitely not wearing that. <laughs> the postman will definitely be not delivering that. Um, anyway, postman you can keep it. You mentioned about Gary there being uh, having a very various amount of illnesses. Uh, so, yeah. Are you okay? Are you all right? Well, his his are actual physical injuries. <laughs> Mine's You're just, just a, a virus, which has proven kind of stubborn to shift. It's you um, seem all right though. You seem a lot better, do Yeah, it, has, it hasn't it hasn't completely gone. It's still knocking about, but yeah, it's, it's just a gradual getting better process. It, it takes a while. I was I was uh, um, boosted, if you will, by the news that Lagan's got to the final of the spelling bee at wow. school. He's wow. got 39 out of 40 correct spellings across two days. Did he, did he get given 39 out of 40 uh, Latvian women tennis players? And he doesn't know anything about Karin tennis. Karin uh, He knows nothing Kevin about Ovich tennis Kevin No, he's not interested in that. The, the only reason well, he's done well is because he's, he's, I've bribed him with V-Bucks for playing Fortnite, and now he's suddenly, he's suddenly in, he's on it now. He's, he's absolutely all over it. So he's, he's in the final of the spelling bee, which is fabulous. Amazing. I've said all along that boy takes after his mother. Congratulations, <laughs> uh, brilliant! Uh, the other, the other thing before we go, before we wrap up, uh, Sean, Andy Murray, I watched him today. Yeah, um, I actually done a little video on the Instagram account and the and the um, and the Twitter account. I actually bet Umber minus three and a half, and it was it was quite sad to see. Actually, he was moaning, he was he was complaining about every point. He, he always does. The, yeah, but I mean, he was really, it was really like he, he just he it was he was heavily breathing. He. It come to the, it looked like a, a great boxer coming to the end of his career, and it was no surprise after that he turned around and said that you know in the summer he's gonna he's gonna retire. Uh, oh, he confirmed like, that, did he? Well, yeah, he more or less said it in the, in the press conference it's after. Got to Wimbledon, his, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. It was it was quite sad to see, but you know, just your thoughts immediately after that. I mean, Andy Murray, for me, I think he's the greatest British sports person with that we've ever had. I I I, I, high, I really rate him that highly. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, just but, but it was just quite such, such a sad thing to watch him today. Yeah, I mean, to get to number one in the world in the era that he did it, you know, people kind of overlook it and say, oh, he only won a couple of grandsons, whatever. But to win anything, to become number one in the world when you've got Federer, Nadal and Djokovic all all at their best as, as they were at that time and to, for Andy Murray to 
you know, to to get to the heights of world number one. That ironically, that's probably what what kind of almost ended his career in a way because he, he had played a ton of tennis, didn't he, to get to that number one. He played pretty much every tournament going, and then he got injured after that. Which and um, he, he's done amazingly well to get back to top level tennis with a with a metal hip. Let's be honest, who else mm. would who else would even have carried on their career? After that, I, I can't imagine it would be many. It would be a tiny percentage of players that would continue to play on because he loves he loves tennis. He loves playing the sport. He loves challenging himself against the best. Um, it, it's it's always sad when you when you see a player kind of decline like that. It's it's a shame for him because it was all f- that physical that injury, wasn't it? It's not like he's gradually declined his level over the years or whatever. Um, yeah, very very sad. Uh, and and um, I agree with you. You know what what a what a fabulous. Um, a fabulous representative for Great Britain. He has, he's been over the years. Yeah, tremendous. And uh, it was sad to see, but what an unbelievable career. It looks like he's going to bow out uh, this summer. We'll have you covered. Um, just remember, you can follow us on our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Because We Win. I'm sitting in Dubai for the remainder of the tournament. You've had to follow my uh, action over here. I'll be giving you some updates on the on the tennis. Uh, we obviously couldn't talk about the quarterfinals here, but I'll give you my thoughts tomorrow on the quarterfinals when the we know who plays who at the last eight stage. You know, Sebastian Corda's through very convincingly, yeah. we know. Uh, and also, uh, you can f- uh, download this podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Matching, a preferred podcast provider. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, Betting Weekly Studios. Not only do we have uh, the best tennis content uh, for betting purposes, we also have the best soccer content as well. The Premier League is back tomorrow. The show on there will be on that as well. And also the European soccer as well as that. And Sean, I think this is it for us. For uh, You'll be travelling um, on Monday when I return. That's right. I'm off to LA and then on to to Indian Wells. Um, yeah, the draw there is 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 going to be tricky, I think, if if rumours are correct that they're doing it on Tuesday. I don't know why they would do it on Tuesday less than 24 hours before the start of the tournament. If that is correct, then it's going to be very, very tight for us to to do anything, isn't it? Um, yeah. I can't imagine there'll be many prices much before the, the, the matches start. No, obviously next week it's a Masters 1000, ATP 1000 event, which means that the tournament starts on Wednesday. So mm. we usually come on a Sunday and give you a futures picks. We can't do that this week. So the the, the rotor will, will the agenda and the rotor will change slightly and we'll be able to give you updates next week when we know the draw. Uh, Sean, if we don't do this show, Sean will do something live for you on the show uh, via uh, over in LA. And then we'll just come back and uh, do our match bets during the week. But uh, we'll get you posted on the Twitter account, let you know what's happening and uh, whatever you have, you won't miss a thing here on Game Bet Match. Uh, Sean, have a very safe journey. And uh, you. I you will too. speak to you next week. And uh, you've got some going to beat my wheels today. So make sure you get that $1 bus uh, sorted out. All right. Take care, everyone. Good luck with your bets and uh, good luck. And we'll speak to you all again next week when the big, Tennis tournament start across in the USA. Take care.